Good evening, everyone. Good evening, all of you on Zoom. I don't know if I should look that way. I never remember. I probably should just keep looking at the camera, right, Anthony? It all works, okay. Um, Well, for those of you who are new, my name is Jim Hare. I'm the Tonto or practice leader here at Valley Streams Zen Sangha. And uh, so I wanted to uh, mention tonight uh, that uh, it's not raining anymore. Have you noticed? We had all that rain, and now? Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday, we're going to get more rain. Oh, under, wonderful. Okay. We we sat uh, we sat uh, a, a longer retreat uh, in the beginning of December, and it rained quite a bit during that. And of course, we had that major event uh, in the beginning of January, where it really rained and blew and so forth. And but now it's been dry. But um, they were saying. Uh, they they mentioned in the news reports of of those events that um, this uh, this these weather events were the strongest weather events that we would ha- had had since the the winter of 1982 and 83, um, and uh, you know I don't keep track of you know particularly oh, wet years or you know, wet, wet, wet weather events, but I do remember where I was in the winter of uh, uh, 1982-83, experiencing uh, this comparable weather event to what we had. And it, it seems to me that it went on a lot longer and more consistently um, at that time. And at that time, uh, where I was was uh, living by a creek uh, in a in a in a redwood cabin uh, with plastic sheeting on the windows and no heat. Uh, so uh, the 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 result of that uh, those living conditions was that basically the temperature uh, outside was the temperature inside. Uh, we were dry. I was living there with my wife, Karen, at that time. Uh, But we were often uh, uh, wet uh, because we were living at uh, a place called Tassajara Zen Mountain Center. And uh, we were uh, every day uh, getting up uh, early, very early in the morning and going to uh, the meditation hall which uh, required some traversing of the elements. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think at that time, um, we didn't particularly rejoice in, you know, our living conditions. They weren't particularly, um, you know, something that you would call pleasurable, uh, rather, rather difficult in a way to live uh, in, a, in essentially a, su- a summer cabin uh, that was designed to be uh, occupied during the nice warm or even hot Tassajara summer, uh, and living there in the winter uh, was was really not what anybody ever had in mind when they built those cabins. But that's what we were doing. 
but we, uh, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, too much to complain about because we had uh, the opportunity to go to the Zendo every day and uh, sit with our Dharma friends, uh, listen to, we listen to the spoken Dharma and uh, study. We had every, every, every day we had uh, uh, the schedule. We had a period of time to study, uh, study books like, you know, although it wasn't written at that time, <laughs> Living by Vow. Uh, but anyway, we had opportunities to study sutras or whatever we want. The study time was, you know, your choice. Um, but as I say, uh, the living conditions were, were not uh, what you... But what we've all come to expect, I guess, in terms of uh, having central heating and uh, being able to tune the temperature just so we like it uh, and that sort of thing. Um, so um, there's a well-known story, uh, a Zen story, because, uh, you know, uh, traditionally, over centuries, uh, Zen people have lived in places like uh, Karen and I were living in then, uh, rather remote places in the mountains, uh, and not, uh, you know, not with central heating usually. That's traditional. <laughs> don't let those monks have central heating. I don't know where they came up with that, but anyway, we didn't have it, and... Uh, it really wouldn't have been possible anyway. But anyway, there's 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 a story, uh, there's a Zen story about about living uh, in in the heat and in the cold, and also in Tafsahara, if you live there all year round, which we did, you get you get the summer heat in, which also uh, is not uh, much reduced by you know the the living conditions there. So uh, then there's, there's, so there's this story uh, uh, that was spoken many, many years before we were at Dasahara <laughs> in China, in, in, in uh, I don't know, Tang Dynasty, China. And um, this story is attributed to uh, our Zen ancestor, named uh, Dungshan Liangji. And he's considered the, the founder of this school that we uh, practice in. Uh, so the story goes like this. Uh, a, monk, a monk asked Dungshan, when the cold and heat come, how can we avoid them? Dungshan replied, when the cold and heat come, why don't you go to the place where there is no cold or heat? The monk responded, where is the place where there is no cold or heat? Dungshan replied, when it's cold, the cold kills you. When it's hot, the heat kills you. Pretty drastic, wouldn't you say? <laughs> There's sometimes you hear this story uh, the, the, a little more gently 
sometimes you hear, um, when it's cold, uh, be a cold Buddha. When it's hot, be a hot Buddha. It's a little more gentle, but not not quite as dramatic. Right? Uh, probably wouldn't have been received by that monk in such a, you know, such a visceral way as being told when the cold comes, the cold kills you. When the heat comes, the heat kills you. I once heard uh, Reb Anderson uh, give a talk. This was years ago before uh, I even went to Tassajara. And he repeated the monk's question, where is the place where there is no cold or heat? And he answered, San Francisco. (laughs) Reb is from Minnesota, so he knows what cold and certainly knows what cold is. And uh, having practiced at Tassajara, he knows what heat is too. Uh, before I went to to uh, to Tassajara, you don't just walk into Tassajara and just I'll take that cabin. You don't do that. You have to you have to do some preparatory practice. So uh, before I went to Tassajara, I practiced for about a year, a little more than a year in San Francisco, and then I was um, let to go to Tassajara, and uh, Karen stayed in the city for uh, a little while and then joined me in the summer um, so we could both experience that winter of 1982 and 83 together. Um, but uh, when you go to Tassajara as a new, a new practitioner, um, the first thing you do is, uh, you, you know, you're welcomed and then you're asked to sit for five days. Um, and uh, this event is called uh, Tongario. And it, I, I looked it up. I never knew what Tongar, how you translated Tongario. I never, never thought to, to uh, inquire about that. And it means, uh, it means literally to stay in, until the morning, uh, to stay until morning, like, a, like an overnight guest would stay until morning. Uh, but in so that's the literal meaning. But the the practical meaning in the monastery is that you go to the zendo with everybody in the morning, and you sit like everybody else. You know, sit, walk, sit, do service, like just kind of like we did tonight, a little longer periods. But um, but then when everybody and then uh, then when everybody leaves, um, well then after the service you have breakfast in the zendo. You do that with everybody, and then everybody leaves, except you don't. You just stay and sit, uh, and you can you can leave the zendo for bathroom breaks. And I don't remember if we could leave after meals or not, but I don't remember that we could anyway. So I sat it with five stalwart young men. And I was a young man at the time because, you know, 1982 or 81, 82 was quite a few years ago now. And uh, I sat it with five men and and we really sat it. I mean, I don't I don't think it was because we were like competing with each other, but we we had enough experience to do it and we did it. And we it, I was so I was so overjoyed with the group that I had to, that I got to sit this with. Because we 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 sat it like we meant it, 
you know, we really did. And uh, it was such a it was such a wonderful group of men to to do that with. And I was I was so happy, uh, although it was, of course, hard, very hard because you were basically sitting without breaks, except when the when the when the rest of you can leave, you know, to use the bathroom. But, you know, basically the the, the spirit of it is to just keep coming back and and keep sitting. And um, so that's what we did uh, for five days. And 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 then at the end, you know, they come and get you and say, yeah, it's over. And uh, of course, there's some joy that arises then too. Um, but, you know, after after that event, you know, that's kind of what you would call an initiation, I guess you would you would call that welcome. I said welcome at the beginning. This is welcome to Tassajara, welcome to Tassajara. And um, but what what I really cared about most uh, after we did that uh, was uh, maintaining a mind that didn't shrink from the cold, that didn't shrink from the weather, that was that was just meeting all circumstances that were coming just as they were. And more than anything else, more than a hot bath, more than, which they have, they have the nice hot springs there. So you do get to go take a hot bath after this is all over. And that's quite wonderful. But more than the hot bath, more than the hot bath, what I wanted more, more than anything is to maintain that mind that didn't shrink from the cold, that didn't shrink from the wet. And that's and that and, and having that mind arise is what gives a person the strength to do that kind of practice. As that mind arises that really wants to meet circumstances just as they are and 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 the absolute vitality of that mind is so real and apparent and um, uh, urgent you know so urgent that um, you just want to continue you just want to continue in that way In the commentary, uh, back to the case, uh, this, if anybody wants to look up this case and they have a copy of the Blue Cliff Record, it's case uh, 43, the Blue Cliff Record. Um, but in the commentary to that story, uh, the, which is called Dungshan's uh, No Heat or Cold, another teacher comments and says, peaceful Peaceful meditation does not require mountains and rivers. So, in other words, you don't have to go to some, you know, place like I've just been describing, you know, a cabin by the creek with no insulation. Peaceful meditation does not require mountains and rivers. When you have extinguished the mind, fire itself is cool. When you have extinguished the mind, 
fire, it still is cool. So do you remember that Dungshan said, uh, when it's cold, uh, cold kills the monk? He's talking about, he's talking about that. He's talking about that. Extinguishing the mind that shrinks from the cold. Shrink that mind. Extinguish that mind. Extinguish the mind of picking and choosing, of having to have this and not have that, grasping for this, pushing away that. Extinguish that mind, kill that mind, and then come to life. Come to life. That's what this practice is about. So uh, I mentioned in the uh, in the announcement uh, about uh, our study group, and um, we just finished reading um, the Vimalakirti Sutra. We just—it's uh, a short uh, sutra, and uh, we just finished reading it. We, it has very very compatible book for our study group. It has nice short chapters, and you, you very easy. We we actually read through, uh, literally, you know, literally read uh, a lot of the out loud in the study group. Just reading it was 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 enough in a way. Uh, we didn't really, you know, do that much commenting on it. We did some, but reading it was just was just fine. And um, there is a chapter um, in that uh, in that sutra called uh, the Dharma Door of non-duality. And in that chapter, uh, there are 31, I counted them, 31 exemplary bodhisattvas who are asked to describe for uh, other bodhisattvas um, how one enters this dharma door of non-duality. You could say, this dharma door of not picking and choosing this dharma door of not shrinking from the cold or the heat. How do you enter that kind of that kind of mind, that kind of um, orientation to life? And uh, this, they're quite wonderful. These uh, these uh, statements by the bodhisattvas. Um, and so I wrote down um, a few of them in my notes here. I, I had to pick between. I had to pick and choose which ones to bring forth. But two two of them are about are about our um, our um, investiture in a self in 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 the in the understanding that we have a perduring self somewhere in this. So two of these stories are about that, and the other one is more on the theme of the Heart Sutra. So I'll read the two first on uh, the theme of, of the presumption of a self. Uh, the Bodhisattva Sri Ganda declared, I and mine, 
what I grasp, this and what I grasp, I and mind are not two. Oh, excuse me. Oh, start over. I and mind, I and mine, what I grasp, are two. If there is no presumption of a self, there will be no possessiveness. There is no presumption of a self, there will be no possessiveness. Thus the absence of presumption is the entrance into non-duality. So if we give up the idea, you give up this presumption, this, this understanding that we, we, uh, we uh, somehow possess a perduring self that may transmigrate and so forth and, 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 and is the same from when we were a baby till, till now and, and will continue all the way through our life. Uh, if we presume that, uh, uh, the, if we don't presume that, if we if we if we let go of the uh, that presumption of of a self, then that is the entrance into non-duality. And similarly, different and likewise fashion, the Bodhisattva Padmavuha declared, dualism is produced from obsession with self, but true understanding of self does not result in dualism who abides who abides in non-duality is without ideation and the absence of ideation is the entrance into non-duality so this is a fundamental teaching that we 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 often speak of in our zen practice um, letting go of ideation that's uh, one of one of the things that we could hold in the center of our sort of um, intention, intention in in sitting meditation, right? Let you know, release ideation, release our thinking, and and if we and he's saying if we release our thinking, if 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 in you know our practice. Uh, that that is the Dharma door, that's the way to open uh, to a wider life, or wider life. We're very, uh, of course, we are thinking beings, and, and we need to medicate that in a way, you know. We need, to, we need some medicine for our thinking. Um, and so we have this practice of zazen, um, so that we, we have some way of... Uh, mm, not identifying with it all the time, not identifying with our thinking every minute over and over again, thinking, I am my thoughts, right? I am my thoughts. And, um, you know, as the philosopher Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. My my very being is identified with my thoughts, but we say, no, Try, try, try not. Try not identifying with your thoughts. Try this other approach. Don't, you know, let go of ideation. Try that and, and see, and see uh, how your life might flower that way. Try it out. That's what we say. So this is the final one. Uh, 
this is very reminiscent of the theme of the Heart Sutra. This is the Bodhisattva Pramati, and he declared, and how many people know the Heart Sutra? Sort of? Yes, most everybody. Okay, you'll, you'll hear the Heart Sutra in this, really. The Bodhisattva Pramati declared, I and form, this I, this time, before it was this I, right? Now it's this I. I and form are dualistic. To understand the I correctly and not to have attachment, aversion, or confusion with regard to form is called peace. Likewise, ear and sound, we just chanted this, ear and sound, nose and smells, tongue and taste, body and touch, mind and objects of mind are all dualistic, right? There's a sense organ and there's a sense object. This is, what does Suzuki Roshi say? She says something like, this is a, like the kindergarten understanding or something like that, you know, you know. So, uh, very simple. And we think this way all the time. Well, I have an eye, and because I have an eye, there's form, you know. Uh, and, and then, and, but they're separate, you know. But, and then he says, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really, you know, I shouldn't comment in the middle of it. But he, said, he says, but to know the mind and to be neither attached averse or confused with regard to objects of mind is called peace. To live in such peace is to enter into non-duality. So it's easy to talk about this, you know, subject uh, of non-duality and it's, and it's very hard to... Um, uh, it's it's very hard to put into practice uh, because uh, our language um, in our thinking is um, quite quite dualistic. I mean that's this this is sort of the central problem that 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 Buddhism is pointing out that that uh, we we early on developed this habit of um, Seeing the seeing things in terms of me and everything else, we we just we develop this habit, this dualistic habit. It's me and it's everything else, and um, it's obviously, <clears throat> you know, a very uh, a kind of uh, constricting constricting um, um, ethos or um, philosophical orientation, if you will. Um, but it's 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 kind of where we are restricted. It's how we are restricted. We say, for instance, it's an embedded in our language. We say, "I'm cold." Really, we say, "I'm hot," and we forget to say, uh, "I'm experiencing the cold," and uh, you know. I'm not, and I'm not separate from it. We we don't we don't we don't say we say, you know, I have an experience of cold. We don't just stop there. We have some shrinking or some or or we feel like 
okay, I got I have to go I have to go manipulate something. I have to go mess with something because I'm cold. And of course, then our friend isn't cold, and we want to go manipulate the thermostat, but our friend says, "Don't, don't do that." And uh, and so if we, you know, if we have some experience of entering this dharma door of non-duality, or we say, "Oh, well, I'm just experiencing cold, so I'll go put on a sweater." because my friend isn't experiencing cold. Uh, And we don't try to impose our standard, our experience on the whole rest of the world. And when we don't try to impose our way of experiencing on the whole rest of the world, Well, I would propose that if we could all do that, this world would be such a happier place. Today I was hearing I was hearing this story about the whole state of Florida. The whole state of Florida or the leadership, the whole leadership of the state of Florida has decided that uh, even the, and this includes the medical establishment has decided that it's wrong to give um, therapy to, uh, like to help trans uh, kids um, adapt to the, their new or their their found or discovered uh, sexual you know orientation or I'm sorry I'm using the it's not orientation it's like sexual uh, identity. Uh, gender. gender, yeah. Anyway, so if if a boy just knows, you know, from early age that he, you know, who's born, you know, looking like a boy, but he's not, you know. Anyway, they decided that that, that the whole the whole state apparatus of Florida decided that that they are going to withhold, um, they are going to make it a law that they, they can't they can't um, give that that child. Uh, gender affirming, that's what they call it, gender affirming therapy. They can't give them gender, like it's illegal to do that, uh, according to this law, which is being, but this is, this is, this is like people having a, a, a an orientation or, or an, a standard that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl and never the twain shall meet. That's an idea. That's an idea. Yes, it's an idea, but it isn't seen as an idea. It seems sort of it's seen as some sort of reality, but it, it's not a reality. And people have, have studied it and and so forth. And and you know the 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 the, the sexual identity of people is um, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's not it's not fixed. But then people, you know, so so the the you know practicing practicing in the way that we are teaching here is to just understand your experience as your experience and marvel, 
marvel at all the possible, you know, the possibilities of experience that other people might have and be curious about it and be interested in wanting to know about it and um, and 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 marvel at how different it is from your own and leave it like that leave it right there leave it right there and you know practicing tolerance because because we understand that um this is just one set of you know eye ear nose tongue and body and mind and not everyone experiences everything the same way. So um, I wanted to uh, read you uh, the, the very end of this chapter on the, uh, the uh, from the Vimalakirti Sutra on after 31 um, Bodhisattvas have offered their um, have offered their um, explanations. That's what they're called. They're called explanations, and they're expl- their explanations of, of of how to how to open this door of non-duality. After thirty-one have opined, the um, the Bodhisattva Manjushri, who's the the great Bodhisattva of wisdom. You know, unparalleled wisdom. Uh, you see, this is how, this is how it goes right at the end. When the bodhisattvas had given their explanations, they all addressed the crown prince Manjushri. Manjushri, what is the bodhisattva's entrance into non-duality? Manjushri replied, "Good sirs, you have all spoken well." Nevertheless, all your explanations are dualistic. To know no one teaching, to express nothing, to say nothing, to explain nothing, to announce nothing, to indicate nothing, and to designate nothing, that is the entrance into non-duality. Then the crown prince Manjushri said to the Lichavi Vimalakirti, who's a lay person who is kind of the hero of this whole sutra. Uh, he says to uh, Vimalakirti, we have all given our own teachings, noble sir. Now may you elucidate the teaching of the entrance into the principle of non-duality. Thereupon the Lachavi, Vimalakirti, kept his silence, saying nothing at all. The crown prince, Manjushri, applauded Lachavi. Vimalakirti, excellent, excellent, noble sir. This indeed is the entrance into the non-duality of the bodhisattvas. Here there is no use for syllables, sounds, and ideas. When these teachings had been declared, 5,000 bodhisattvas entered the Dharma door of non-duality and attained tolerance of the birthlessness of things. So, um, if you want to understand Buddhism, 
you must understand the mind that responds to the circumstances, all the circumstances that you meet in this world. It's how we respond. This world, you know, there's, you know, this is this is a dualistic world. You know, the, the, we 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 see plenty of dualisms. You know, good and good and bad, pleasant and unpleasant, right and wrong. We see all those, all that polarization, all those polar polarities are uh, visible to us or presented to us all the time. The question is, how do we respond to to um, to all to 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 being mm, confronted and immersed in really all these polarities, all these dualities? How do we respond to that? And you know Suzuki Roshi said, uh, don't be a board carrying fellow. And that meant like, you know, uh, like a carpenter would carry a board here. And so he couldn't, he could only see this way, right? He couldn't see on the other side of the board. So that's how we're not supposed to be in the, in the face of duality. Don't be a board carrying fellow. You know, see both sides. Always look for both sides. And understand, then we can understand other people. And then we can empathize and understand and tolerate and get along and be at peace with other people. And this is what we want, isn't it? This is really what we want. We all want this. So thank you very much. If you have some questions or comments, please feel free. There's a few minutes to talk. Yes, Breck. Isn't there uh, another step after the understanding, which is to let go of the understanding? Well, I, I think that's what that's what uh, Bhimal Kirti is doing there at the, you know, at the end. I mean, he's. Let, Let's 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 say no more. Let's. I mean, and 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 also I I in. I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, we have to be careful about going around waving the flag of this understanding too. I mean that. I, I'm a really I I am a partisan of this understanding. So it's interesting. You know, I am. Um, I am a partisan of, of, of uh, but I'm also I also find myself a partisan partisan too. So you know we we have to live with our partisanship uh, as well as our nonpartisanship, uh, and we 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 need to I feel like we need to know you know have this teaching inform how to be a partisan as well. Um, Gently, right, and 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 with care, 
if you're going to be a partisan, fine, but with very with care and with and 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 certainly not with you know hatred or despising some other partisan who may disagree with you. So we ha we have to be careful. Uh, and and this and this practice is is at base a practice of being careful, taking care. Yeah, I went to. I was a partisan in the fall. I was a partisan. I went to uh, ask people to vote for certain uh, people up in Nevada. I I asked them to vote for one side. But then I went to a, a, a rally and some people were yelling at me and I just didn't respond. I took the, I took the Vimala Kirti approach. Uh, I just didn't respond. I uh, didn't engage. Uh, they just wanted to talk. It would have been one thing, but yelling, no, that was, that was a little too much for me. <laughs> so I didn't do it. So yeah, we have to, you know, we can be a partisan in this practice, but we have to be really, we have to be a non-dual partisan. <laughs> or we don't have to do anything, but anyway, we could, uh, we could, we, we shouldn't forget our practice in the midst of. Um, Great, we have a hand up. Oh, okay, please go ahead. Well, Malia, hi Malia. Hi, um, thank you for the talk. It it seemed to me like an extension of your instruction at the beginning of Zazen to welcome everything. And it was, I liked that instruction a lot. It helped me to kind of soften up as, as we were sitting and be a lot more open. Um, just thinking of welcoming everything that came up rather than being kind of critical. So just wanted to thank you for that. Hmm. Thank you. Larry, you need to get the microphone. Thank you. Well, well, my little story is just three years later than your 1982 story. Mm. Uh, I was not had no money at that time. I was living in a little little room where I couldn't even control the heat or cold in my own apartment. There was a central thermostat in the lobby <laughs> and uh, so I could have used my practice then because it was like a little war between apartments at about 10 p.m. one person would quickly come out of their apartment and turn the thermostat either down or up and then about 11:30, the other tenant would very quietly walk into the lobby and turn it the other way and you know it's like you say, we, we, we practice with the, our state of mind and there's, there's almost no difference between this little sk uh, thermostat skirmish than, you know, Ukraine and, and Russia right now. It's, it's the mind that leads to this separateness that you're talking about. But so that's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I remember that thermostat. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we want to be careful of the mind that uh, that wants to impose our ideas on 
uh, the world because you know we've known all we find out all our lives that uh, you know that our ideas are are um, not not reliable. Our ideas are not reliable. We we if we lived any length of time, we've seen our ideas change. Our our ideas have changed in our in our realm of uh, in our in the way we thought at one point uh, is not the way at all the way that we think anymore. Um, so if we remember that that even we aren't consistent and that we aren't um, uh, on on the page on we're not the same page over time. You know we certainly have to be be practicing tolerance with everyone else's uh, preferences and desires and ideas. Karen? Yeah, I was wondering um, if you could say something about, I'm feeling a little confused about ideation and ideas I don't think you're saying that you know it's bad to have ideas. I mean, ideas will come anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and creativity, and um, I don't know, discovering new things, <laughs> new combinations mm-hmm. of things. But um, so anyway, is there ideation and ideas or insight? You know, even. Well, uh, let's 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 say we could say that, um, and I'm not saying that it's very apparent in there, but we could say maybe that um, ideation is 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 ideas that are are clung to or or considered fixed and unchangeable, and uh, we could we could maybe think that that's what he's referring to that kind of ideation that is grasped. You know, as as truth rather than simply ideation. I I don't know, but we we do know that um, we're in terms of meditation instruction uh, that we're we you know what do you think of sitting there in upright stability? This is a this is yuck, yuck. Yakusan, you know, what do you think of sitting there in upright stability? I think of not thinking. How do you think of not thinking? Mio says, unthinking. I like I like that. Unthinking. Unraveling your thinking. The traditional way it says non-thinking, but I like unthinking. Unraveling your thinking. Unraveling your and maybe, you know, you can say Unraveling your your fixed ideas, your 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 clung to and grasped ideas. So for 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 zazen, um, zazen is a a safe place. We have you know a lot of we talk about safe places or it's talk safe places are talked about a lot, safe spaces and so forth. Zazen is a safe place, a safe space for letting go of all ideation. And you're invited in, 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 in Zazen, in, in sitting meditation, to let go of all your ideas. You, you know, 
that's really what the invitation is, and that's what's welcomed. You know, that's what we're really welcoming here is please come in and let go of all your ideas. Let go of all your ideation. It's the safe space to do that. And uh, it's good to have a safe space to do that. It's, it's wonderful. It's, and, and when you have a whole community of people that, are, that have found the safe space together of letting go of ideas, it's actually, you know, turns into a wonderful community. Um, and a lot of, and, and, and a lot of harmony is, is, can, it seems like can uh, arise within such a community. Uh, and that community can do uh, amazing things like, you know, buy buildings and plant trees and, uh, you know, put solar arrays on their building and, uh, you know, try to, you know, continually go toward, let's have some even more harmony. Let's, let's, could we even have more than we already have? Wow, maybe we could. Maybe we could if we, if we keep creating this safe space for non-ideation. So I'm really, I'm so happy we have the safe space for non-ideation. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what we're fostering here. Yeah. You have it on Zoom too. All, on all your squares. It reminds me of a song from, I think, 1961. It goes, walk right in, sit right down, and baby, let your mind roll on. <laughs> Everybody's talking about a new way of walking. Is that the one? Do you want to? It's the one. Way? You got it. <laughs> Keep it well. <laughs> you younger people wouldn't know maybe no never heard it right no sorry sorry well we're of a certain age some of us we grew up in um, the bebop era or whatever what whatever it was called early rock and roll well i think that's probably Unless there's some urgent more question, I think I've said enough. Thank you very much.